Hello and welcome back to Garden State of Mind, South Jersey's most melancholy podcast. I'm one of your hosts, John. With me here, I have Jeff. Jeff, how are you tonight? I'm drained, Johnny. Still exhausted from the long night. I know, man. It was such a riveting episode three of Game of Thrones season eight. Just fucking epic, man. Yeah. I I don't really feel like getting into anything else besides Game of Thrones. I know you don't either. We have plenty of time to pick apart the Eagles um, draft picks and and laugh at the Giants draft picks and <laughs> I was I was really looking forward to laughing at the Giants. Yeah, well we we do that anyway, so we we can postpone it another week. I laugh at them at least I, forty weeks out of the year. I, yeah, I want to go on record as as the instantly when they drafted the Duke quarterback said I think they were trying to to, uh, to draft Zion Williamson. And uh, I want to call this guy Zion for the rest of his career. I don't know if anyone else has said this publicly, but I'm so pleased with myself that I think of him as Zion, Zion now. <laughs> I mean... I wanted to catch on. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know how well you're going to do with that. But, I mean, they should have drafted Zion. That's who they should have went for. They should have. And then, and then traded him to the Sixers or something like that. <laughs> I don't, I don't know. Or just yeah, to the Knicks. I guess the Knicks could have used them. Maybe the Giants aren't sure what sport they're uh, <laughs> they're playing anymore. They, they have to be. They have to be told. Like Berman started this, they have to be told every ten seconds that they're the football Giants. Maybe they forgot. Well, who's who's more pathetic? Is it the Giants or the Chiefs? Oh, you know what? Uh, Garden State of Mind, always on the right side of history. We've been railing against the Chiefs for years now. Uh, they just love wife and children beaters there. I mean, there's no way around it. Yeah, I'm going to go back and find what episode it was, and I'll quote it next week, where we, we talked about, well, we talked about both Kareem Hunt and Tyreek Hill, but Tyreek Hill's more topical right now because of the resurfacing of the story where there's audio of him talking about beating his, his three-year-old and just disgusting. And, yeah, we talked about this. I mean, it had to be like eight months ago. Seven months ago, Almost I didn't positive. fall. Out, I, yeah, I didn't fall out of my chair when I heard this news. <laughs> no, me neither. Uh, the only thing that makes me fall out of my chair is the is the thought of a, a grown man punching a three year old in the face or or whatever it is that he's doing. Or I'm sure he would love to punch you and knock you right out of your chair. <laughs> he probably would. <laughs> he probably would, and he could do it. He looks like a pretty badass uh, motherfucker. But yeah, I'll give him a little bit more of a fight than this fucking three year old will. <laughs> what a bit! What a bitch! No, all right. Yeah, um, fuck all that. Fuck all that. Yeah, fuck all that. We got plenty of time, like I said. So let's jump in to this episode. I guess I don't know if a title came out yet. I'm hearing the Battle of Winterfell. No, the Long Night. Sense. It's the Long Night. That's a great. Yeah. That's a great title. Okay. Yes. All right. So why don't you um, go through the 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 discussion about the episode, or, or you know, you kind of lead us through because I know you took way better notes than I did. Uh, yeah, I think you know we're going to go against ex everything we said last week when we, when we said we weren't going <laughs> to go through scene by scene. But this was um, th this is why I watch TV. This is why I love TV. Uh, this is why I want to 
divorce my wife when she's not watching TV as closely as I am. <laughs> now, like, is she watching Game of Thrones? She is. And it's funny, like three weeks ago, I said, uh, hey, you know, do you know Game of Thrones is starting tonight? Uh, she loves our podcast, by the way. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I said, do you know Game of Thrones is starting tonight? She said, oh, yeah, I do. I heard it somewhere or something. Like, that's her. She's watched it. We, I mean, we watched this from the first episode, you know, way back whenever. Jeff, um, I think she might not be listening to every episode of our podcast if she wasn't aware. No. Yeah, there's a very good chance of that. <laughs> uh, you know, what can I say? But, I mean, we do verge on crazy. Like, so we're, we're uh, she's sitting next to me. And so I've had this fight with her a million times watching shows where, like, she's on her phone and it just distracts me. I just can't help it. And I'm like, the shows we watch, especially together, I make sure that they're good shows. Like, we're, you know, we're not watching, you know, uh, the good doctor right it's my my pimple popper you know we're not we're watching stuff that's meant to be watched with like a critical eye and but you can enjoy it you know like i don't i barely like binge shows anymore because it will binge like five shows and she gets depressed at the end of that night and me i'm like oh i like i accomplished something you know got some stuff <laughs> off my dvr so i love it i love that feeling finishing a season or a series it's so and, so fulfilling She's like, yeah, we're, we're, I don't want to waste my wife, my life watching a TV show. And, and so, last, so, so last night she had I, – I, I kind of propped up the blankets so I was blocking. I couldn't see her and her phone because, you know, after all these years, going to be married 20 years, I realize – Holy shit. Getting divorced over your wife not watching great Games of Thrones like intently enough is probably a bad reason to get divorced. So I'm like, I just let it be. Yeah, you have to let some things fly. It's like pick your battles, they say. Yeah. That, that's a I'm, poor one. I'm really maturing, Johnny. I'm like, you know, okay. The, you don't have to judge, watch it like I do. The I judge was, will make you pay for that divorce. <laughs> well, as long as I'm – at least I'm not on the record. Um, but I had – so it was weird. Like Saturday night, uh, I was out drinking a little bit. And I wasn't like hungover Sunday, but it was it was Greek Easter Sunday. So there was like eating a lot of lamb – like my my stomach was just off all day. Like I wasn't like hungover throwing up, but you know you're just not a hundred percent all day long. Yeah, and I know that feeling. So before like around eight o'clock, I I realized holy shit, I'm like fucking sleepy. I'm like, and then I started drinking coffee, and then you know my stomach is is weird. And then I started watching the show. I had to pause it a few times to take a piss, and but my stomach was in knots watching the show. Which exacerbated how my stomach was kind of. I mean, what a pussy! I'm I'm the anti. I am not Arya by any stretch. You're Sam. You're Sam Tar. Sam Tarly. <laughs> exactly. You're I'm, screaming, <laughs> holding the pillows over you. I'm crying about a stomach ache. At a certain point, I'm like, oh my god, I can't believe. Like, but this is again. This is why you watch TV for that that feeling. This is the same feelings I have with Breaking Bad, with you know, with Sopranos. Um, yes. fuck, this is the same feeling I had at Super Bowl 52 standing there. Well, like, yeah, of course. I, mean, I even it, had this sort of feeling that there were certain points in Walking Dead where I had this sort of feeling. No longer, of really? course, no. but yeah, around season five. Um, but, but whatever. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I totally hear you. I had the pleasure of gearing up for this week's episode by watching, I guess it's episode 16 or 17 of American Idol. Uh, because that is that's our our family show on Sunday nights. Okay, you know I can only watch so many things with my ten year old daughter. So, so we get into it. Um, 
but yeah, it doesn't necessarily get you geared up for for Game of Thrones. Uh, but whatever, that that's my that's my Sunday ritual. I was charged up, man. I wasn't tired at all. Um, but I had a nice relaxing weekend. I was just ready for an amazing episode, and that's exactly yeah. what it turned out to be. Exactly what we got, and and it it was a shame because like that feeling. I watched it like an hour later you know, for the second time. And the, the feeling was gone. It was like, at least that, at least that second viewing. And it's a shame. Like, it's like, but that's why, you know, again, that's. You, you can first, never get back that experience of the first viewing no. uh, of an episode or of a finale, a season finale, a series finale. You know, you never get to do it the, again. The, the power of a TV show to do this. And it's so well made. It's just, and, you know, we'll get into, I guess, some critics um, and, you know, how people felt about this. And, you know, hey, maybe it was manipulative um, the way they set it up. And maybe it was just it's, it's called fiction. You know, it's 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 oh. storytelling. It's if 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 my stomach is in knots for an hour and a half, they did the they they did it right. Yes. Yeah, when you're on the edge of your seat, you can't, yeah, I had to piss for like the final 35, right. you know me, with my bladder. For like the final 35 minutes of that episode, I had to piss. I couldn't get up and do it. I didn't want to even want to pause it. I paused it twice. I was so mad at myself. <laughs> it was, <laughs> but, it was but, difficult. So you yeah. want to get into the these these nitpicking fans uh, It's in the middle of it or at the end of all this? Or w when do you want to address uh, you know, just I, these people? Let's go through it a little. Let's just go through it a little bit. Um, I really definitely want to get like to the final minutes where I, I, I'm trying to look my, my internet's a little off. I'm trying to look at who the editor of this episode was because, you know, this guy needs, you know, he needs an extra Emmy for this. Oh, wow. You're going uh, editor on me. I'm going editor. Oh um, boy. You're digging deep. In this your review. was, you know, this was, uh, you know, one of my favorite college courses I took was film analysis and, uh, you know, this needs a real a dive. Did uh, you analyze any interesting films in that class? Yeah. Uh, the graduate was the main one. Um, some jaws. Um, I forget. I wrote my paper on the color of money. The color of money, Tom Cruise. Yeah. Well, or yeah, Paul Newman. Yeah. It, right. Well, you know, Tom Cruise was more popular at that time. I, I don't know how you find the editor. I went on HBO Go, and I don't see a damn listing for an editor. No, no unfortunately. I but thought anyway, they did a good job, wherever they are. I think, so, you know, we, we of course, were texting last night, and uh, I think you said something about how it was a great back and forth between horror and, what did you say? Yeah, well, between the drama, like the battle yeah. drama, then the horror, and it, it, they just kind of mixed up a whole bunch of different genres in that one episode, really. You know, you had your, your genuine, I guess, uh, sentimental moments, but the, the horror with Arya running, you know, away from those zombies underground, or wherever the hell she was in mm -hmm. Winterfell. You know, they just mixed in some scary shit with some epic battle scenes and just that, that high drama it was just fucking adrenaline rushing. I don't know. You know, we've talked about this. You know, I'm I'm almost actively rooting for Cersei at this point because I want to see something crazy. Because 
because I almost like last night, I mean, the, it, how I was surprised by Ari at the end, I feel like an idiot. I mean, it was, it was, it was all but written out on the screen of what's going to, what's going to happen at the end. And I was as stunned as anybody. And I'm assuming that's what's going to happen to me in the finale of this where, you know, where it's just not going to be John and, and Danny just sitting there happily on a throne or, you know, whatever. Um, and I, I just, I, what, why, if we're, if you're just deep into it and you're not a TV critic, how are you not enthralled by this? Oh, I, well, do you want to start talking about people? <laughs> because I'm ready. Well, I don't know. Let me see. So I, so I took a bunch of notes and I took like, I did like, like next to some notes, I did like an arrow up and an arrow down for an arrow up when like, you know, our heroes are winning to when it looked like they were bad. It was like arrow up, arrow down, arrow up, arrow down, arrow down, arrow up. I mean, it was such a great, just, uh, just a great storytelling of how you felt, you felt good about them. Then you feel bad about them. Then you're like, how are they going to get out of this? At one point, Melinda said, and I got mad at her for talking, but she said, uh, how are they, <laughs> how are they going to win? This seems so hopeless. And I'm like, yeah, it sure was, did. And it's so true. It's just a great feeling. But, but that first 10 minutes with that, that ominous, you know, soundtrack and like everyone getting ready. And after last week, how they set up, you know, that we're just expecting everyone to die. Like I'm just, in, you know, I'm, I'm just in my, 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 my realistic hat is taken off and I'm just, I'm watching a show I love. No, tell me about it. I I started rereading the fucking books again. This is like my third go around. You know, I picked up Game of Thrones, the first book. Mm -hmm. I'm I'm already planning on going back for the entire series rewatch, like maybe a week after this ends. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, you you taught you you brought up the music. Like I'm listening to interviews on podcasts with, you know, the music director, or the composer for the show. I guess they have a few of them, but. I think there's one in particular who's done most of the music for the show and like to for me to be sitting there listening to this this composer talk about his ideas for you know why he used this piece of music here for this mm -hmm. scene and just all fucking interesting and it's it's exactly what you say I'm just all in on the show I'm, I'm I'd love every piece of it like you said the musical choices are amazing the the editing the the directing I'm, what's this guy's name Miguel Sapochnik I want to say the director something like of that this yeah episode. Yeah, I think he he directs all the battle, you know, the episodes with major battle scenes. And well, damn, he's the right choice, man, because I know it wasn't perfect last night. I mean, I think there were some moments where it was dark, maybe a little confusing when you're watching the dragons. You don't know who's who and and all that. But I don't know, man. I thought it was constructed really well. And they kept the tempo like just perfect. And perfect. To, to, you know, it was really like watching you were in the middle of a battle for over an hour. That's what it felt like. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, my one huge takeaway from that film, film analysis course, I mean, what a nerd, but was when you have a good director, you know, everything you see is there for a reason. You know, just a simple of how you're going to film one person. Are you going to put him on half the screen? Is it going to be a close-up? You know, it, that there's a reason behind everything. And so for a really good show like this, I mean, no decision was made lightly. They're, they're thinking about everything and they're going to and, and now because it's such a global phenomenon, they're thinking about the reaction and not that they want to just completely fan service everything. But 
it has to be taken into consideration. I mean, I mean, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. We deserve it. We deserve it. The actors deserve it. These characters deserve it for their journeys. And these journeys have been seven years fucking long. I mean, yeah, we've all invested a lot of time in it. You know, the people that worked on it and the people that are watching it and, you know, consuming it like you and me we've invested a shitload of time. I mean, it, uh, just a ton. A, a number of people have complained about the two, the darkness of it. Now, um, I, I went into this expecting that where at about 8.30, I was going through all my settings on my TV and I, I have an older TV, so there's a whole bunch of different settings. There's game mode, movie mode, standard, dynamic. Like there, there's so many that I couldn't decide what to use. I knew I was I knew there was gonna be moments like that. But it's also part of it. It was it's a confusing battle. It was a yes. night battle. That was the point ultimately too. Do you think I mean, do you think the the producers of this show didn't know that the fucking thing was dark? No, of some, course they did. Point. I mean, they edited it. You know, they watched it how many different times. I, I totally get yeah. it. Did they watch you it know, last night? They're like, oh, shit, guys, we fucked up. It's too dark. No, no. I, it's right. to... <laughs> Who forgot to adjust the brightness yeah, to eight? I told you guys, I told you guys to brighten it up in post. <laughs> I know it didn't happen. This, this is, and, and, and we we love this show. Why can't we give these guys the benefit of the doubt at this point? They're well, not trying to like they're not trying said, to fuck us. They're not going to they're not going to, you know, Tyreek kill us. And, and, and beat us with a belt <laughs> or punch us no. No, you, you know they dropped us in the middle of a battle that's exactly what they did you're disoriented i think that's exactly what comes across and i think that you know they were battling they, they're fighting these zombies or whatever you know it made it a little bit creepier that you couldn't see them 100 percent all the way i think that was also part of it you know if it was but if it was bright you wouldn't have had that really cool scene with the dothraki you know, charging at the very beginning of that fight. Yeah. Um, you don't have that moment where all you can see are the flames in the air, just you know, starting to dwindle one by one. Uh, I mean, just talk about genius from the very start with the episode. Like, how how much did that set the tone? Just watching their their flames die out and, it, and it, the dread that it just puts in your belly, watching it. And you know, listen, we can nitpick about. Why was that the strategy to just send a horde out into the darkness? <laughs> you know, you could just wait. You know, I mean, we're all on board. They could have just held back, you know, uh, Melisandre. Melisandre. The, I'm going to call her the Red Witch. I don't feel like saying her name all night. The Red yeah. Witch could have, you know, she just kind of emerges out of the blue. All right. We could nitpick that a little bit, I guess. Uh, sure. You know, but it was all. It, it, but who cares? Who cares? Yeah, it's like I get it. The mechanics of it don't always have to all be perfect. The end result was was amazing, and some if, of the little pieces, you know, didn't work. I get it. it, it right. If we want to nitpick the realism of it or why their battle strategy, you know what I want to nitpick? I want to know where everyone's taking a shit. That's what I want to know. Well, Do they Davo walk? said he walks off and takes a dump a couple hours before every battle, so he well, probably left a pile somewhere off south of Winterfell. What are the, Oh, he's like uh he was he was like uh Lilo Brancato's friend in uh season 2 <laughs> That's, right. That's <laughs> right. He's taking a dump while they're cracking the safe. Yeah, well um that's what I mean. Where are the Unsullied going? You know, obviously the the Starks aren't going to let them take a shit inside. They probably have separate bathrooms for them. So, 
you know, did I have to walk like five miles to take a dump? Like that's that's the stuff that I I think about if I have to. The intricacies. You really want to get into the psyche of every character. Uh, you know. Anyways, all right. Here's a few of my notes. You ready? Please. All right. Um, the sword's lighting. You know, uh, this started the great highs and lows of the episode. This is a high. Yes. This is a moment. Um, it's fucking amazing. It was. You know, <laughs> it was I, such a showstopper. Just that it, one moment. It was, and, and you know when when Melisandre, what the fuck's her name? Melisandre. Yeah, Melisandre. When Melisandre comes up and says, you know, can you speak their tongue? You're like, oh, what the fuck is this bitch doing? Like, who knows? You know, there was a moment of, is she still on her side? At least for me. And she's got balls riding in there, too. Talking to Davos. Yeah. She really so does. She, so she enters, the, enters the, the, the castle, and she gives a very long look to Arya right away. So, I mean, they're already foreshadowing the end of this, this episode. I forgot um, all about that moment. Yep. Uh, you know, you could even think maybe she's not important, but you know, she is the person that brought John back to life. So, you know, her showing up makes sense. It makes narrative sense. Um, it's a good closure for her, um, ultimately, but, um, you know, the lights are now, so then they're charging ghost is with them for some reason. Like, you know, I can't get into our, our friend that loves ghost, um, and why she cares so much just to. CGI wolf, but well, why do they even include him? I don't He's know. Literally been in like two seconds of screen time the last two episodes. What, what's the point? And what is he exactly going to do against a white? I don't think he did anything because I didn't see no. his ass come running back after no. the Dothraki charged into the uh, the army of the dead. So, so all the lights go out, and we all know what that means instantly. So, you know, this is trending down now for our boys and then the riderless horse comes back um you know the dead overwhelmed them i just put oh shit like it was just they just overwhelmed them um bad. then you get some dragons fire so then you know they they come along and all right finally like on the water dragons were hanging back but i guess it kind of you, you know you could say it that they're hanging back like that was their plan to to lure in the night king you know as much as they could um, yeah, I don't get the point. It's not like he did, you know. So that's like, another thing you could complain about. It's not like the could. Night King doesn't know that they have dragons. He knows they have two dragons, right? And you know, I guess maybe a nitpick could be why, in retrospect, everyone went down to the crypts, and you know, John should have been ready for when all his people were killed that he was going to raise them back to life. You know. Yeah, um, I was wondering, I, I guess I had figured that was going to happen at some point in the episode before I started watching the episode, and then it didn't happen, or it wasn't happening, and I didn't think twice about it until that moment, and I was like, oh shit, here it goes again, it's like that hard home episode all over again, yeah. and they, you know, um, it, you know, I so I was I was curious about that, like why didn't they just raise all the Dothraki? <laughs> right, I mean... I, but the thing you is, know. we're we're so engrossed in the story that we right. don't we don't consider it until it happens. Well, and they needed to win, so that <laughs> they I don't no, think they would have sure. won if the Dothraki were raised and came charging back at them. I mean, I don't a problem. I guess I, uh, I'll say this. I'll get into this. Well, it's later. their story, you know. I mean, that's the Night King was distracted. He had other shit on his mind. I guess. 
right. it appears that he has to be focused on raising them. He doesn't just, you know what I mean? Like he has to stop doing what he's doing and raise them. He's a real so, fucking drama queen, isn't he? With his arms, like he's like, "Hey, baby, watch this." Yeah, yeah. I I like when he just uh when he just he kind of points or he he puts his hand face down, and all the zombies knew to just start laying down on top of the fire, you know, in the oh, ditch. I, I missed that both times that that he put his hand down. Then he did. Yeah, that was his. He just gave a uh, cue, and they knew what to do. Ah, nice. That's good. I was because I was I was thinking about that. Like, is everything just like telepathic? But uh, I'm glad you I'm glad you caught that. Yeah, I missed that twice. Well, there's got to be some telepathy in there because I don't think that they all saw his fucking hand. I think he was up on top of a dragon in midair when he did, <laughs> when they did that. But um, you know, that's his signal. It's all hand signals. That's how he works it out. Yeah, it's sure. Like baseball. <laughs> right. Yeah. Why did John steal his signs? <laughs> I don't know. I know what Belichick would have done. Oh yeah, there would have been a Spygate for sure. <laughs> Belichick would have been recording their uh, their rehearsal, <laughs> you know, the day before. Oh, that's great. It would have been Belichick, Barry, yeah. Darian, and uh, the Hound <laughs> would have been scouting. Those tapes are destroyed. <laughs> Can you, you know, I, I'm I'm sorry you mentioned it now. What? Why did they destroy those tapes? I mean, was it this is a Bruder film? What are we doing? It's a football it's, team. It's, you know, let us see the tape. Whatever. Um, let's not get into that. I, sorry. Can, that's uh, a rabbit yeah. hole. Okay. Um, all right. The Dead are open. I'm the Dragon Fire. Uh, the Javelin dudes come out. Um, then it's this blinding wind cloud tornado thing, um, yes. which really fucked up Danny and John. Uh, Sansa goes right to the crypt. And then you have your first uh, moment of. When when Ari tells her, gives her a, a blade and says, "Stick him with the pointy end," like you know, yeah. it, you know, fan service for sure. But I fucking loved it. I yeah, loved it. whatever. It's a fucking great callback. We've been saying that they've yeah. been doing callbacks this whole season. I think sure. it's fantastic, it's nostalgic. Um, the wind goes over over Brienne. There's huge confusion. Sam die, almost dies for the first time. Um, Ed saves him and then Ed dies instantly after and then Sam just runs away. Yeah, they uh, telegraphed that one. I mean, right. who didn't know that Ed was going to die in that moment? It was anytime someone says so and the other person says thanks. Yeah. And then you see them staring into the camera. <laughs> right. Rest assured a bullet's about to come through their skull or an axe in this yeah. case or, you know, a sword. And, and, you know, and I can almost see the point of people that are like, you know, everyone's about to die. And then they get saved. Like, this is just a storytelling kind of, you know, it's just a way to do it. It's been done. They didn't invent this technique, but it, no, it's you know, drama, you know, it, I mean, it, how many times have we watched people die on, on camera? Um, there's not too many different ways to do it. Yeah. Um, you know, all right. So then, uh, Sansa's in the crypt. She comes down for the first time and, uh, pretty great acting here. Just the look on her face, everyone realizes, like, oh shit, we're fucked. Like, Tyrion instantly takes a swig. Yeah, he of was wine. drinking the whole episode. Yeah, he's like, oh, fuck this. Um, uh, Drogon flying in the cloud, uh, hits the trees because, you know, of the, the blinding issues, but uh, really stunning visuals is what I yes. have here. Like, from, from the, you know, Great CGI here. I mean, this is as real 
you know, we talk about dragons like they're real. Well, you know, they look <laughs> fucking real at this moment. Yes. <laughs> I yeah, mean, they look better than any Jurassic Park, you know, creation. Honestly, I think it's the best CGI I've seen in a long time. Yeah. And, uh, you know, um, I think you wrote an article this week about the asexual sporing of dragons. I did. Did, you, yeah. did, you, did it get published? I'm deep, I... <laughs> I'm deep into that research. Oh, I'm trying I think... to figure out how they recreate these dragons if the, if they're all the same sex. <laughs> I don't get it. You know, uh, a correction. I think I mentioned Morrissey uh, when we talked about the dragons. Uh, yes, like I in, think you in terms did. of being asexual, I think I meant the the singer from The Cure. He was the famous asexual. Wasn't Morrissey though? Also, was he? All right, was... then maybe I wasn't wrong. I I I feel like you were right. The Cure oh. just got inducted to the Hall of Fame, by the way. Yeah, I don't know about that, but well, yeah, I know it. It just feels like after a certain amount of years, everyone's getting in. If yeah, you had like five hits. Yeah, the music's fine. I mean, it takes me back to a time and place. I you know I miss the '90s, but yeah, just like Heaven was a great song. Sure. I'm not sure um, but, about any of the other ones. Well, he was Robert Smith. Yeah, he was he was asexual, you know, before it was in vogue. So, you know, pass right. off. So, asexual means you 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 don't like either. Can you explain this to me? I can. I, I think you're saying that. Yeah, you don't want to you don't want to have sex with men or women. Um, you just kind of wander through life. I don't know. Okay. I mean, it's obviously bullshit, but sounds drama free. <laughs> Well, you saw that moment too when he was like interviewed by some crazy woman. I didn't. No, oh, what happened? It's a great moment. They're like on the red carpet, and she's like over the top. She's like, "Oh my god, this is the most exciting night! You have to be so excited! You're getting inducted to the to the Hall of Fame. How excited are you?" And he's like, "Well, I'm not as excited as you are, love." <laughs> <laughs> That's fucking hilarious, man. <laughs> it was, yeah, you have to search that up. It was it was really perfect. He's like, uh, I don't know. We had four songs. I wasn't yeah. really. I didn't see this coming. But I mean, hey, one, we'll, we'll take it. One of my songs. We just went over to days of the week. So you know, I could have, I could have been writing for Mister Rogers. <laughs> you know, I know Bon. Jo this is gonna sound awful too because I'm from New Jersey. Um, I know Bon Jovi had a ton of hit songs. Uh, you know, I'm not even going. I'm not not even going to go there. I'm not going to go there. Oh, yeah. I'm leaving I, it alone. I agree with you. I I I can't. You, you you do right? Yeah, I do. Okay, but I, I cannot. I'm not going to talk down about a, a fellow New Jerseyan. No, it's fine. The, the proud owner of our arena football team. Yeah, that's <laughs> right. Him and Jaworski. Thinking <laughs> that fucking stupid name. Uh, yeah, all right, well, moving on. Moving on. All right. <laughs> um. All right, they fall back. They open the gate. There's a mad rush. You know, here could, this could be a nitpick. Like, how did anyone make it back? Like, what? It's almost like <laughs> I have no idea. Like the the walkers just kind of just say, "All right, we'll give you we'll give you a little head start here." Like little red light, green light. Go ahead. Yeah. Well, didn't the um? I thought the Unsullied did a good job of that falling back though, where they kind of the way they collapsed. Yes slowly it was it was interesting that formation i don't know anything about military formations but whatever they were doing it seemed to be effective but i don't know how people rushed back initially you know and started getting to the gate i i don't know yeah didn't make sense and again like who cares and and, and no, i didn't know, care and they and they thought of it too so that's how they gave you that uns, that unsullied formation so that's how they can explain it yeah, um some, 
so but. so is this the moment where um so ne- so it was kind of weird that Danny was flying around and they were trying to like wasn't she shouldn't she have been on alert that they were going to need to light up that trench well yeah and i think that's why the cloud was so effective i mean i'm assuming yeah. i'm assuming the walkers created that cloud I guess so, and I guess they want. He knew that they were going to be flying, and maybe he knew that that would be some sort of a distraction or a means of disrupting their communication. Yes, that's probably part of it. And, and again, for all the you know, for everybody, this is just it's just we we it, got we got to make this this show dramatic. We right. need the ups and downs of the battle. I mean, you know, we're, we're speculating on the thought process of an undead creature. He's 800 years old. Yeah. I won't speak for the Night King. I don't want to get sued. Right. Um, dragons, the dragons land. Uh, there's more retreating. Um, this was very hard to see at this point, but like I said before, I was expecting that. Um, now, uh, Arya, Arya is killing some whites. Um, or no, I'm sorry. She kills the white that's chasing the hound with an arrow, like right behind. Is about to get him. I she, love that. Yeah. Yes. Uh, another awesome moment. Uh, the whites start overtaking the unsullied. Um, light the trench and Davos signal. You know, too windy. Um, and then we get a great moment. Um, you know, done a million times, but done to perfection of Grey Worm. You know, you, all you hear is his heartbeat. There's no sound. He's looking around the battlefield. I mean, this is saving Private Lion. You know, yes. Spielberg shit, and it's it's perfect. It's great. I was just gonna say they really did, and and you brought it up just as I was thinking about uh, Grey Worm. I mean, talk about someone that we'd never seen rattled in any way. No, but they really showed like this battle just kind of got to all of them. I mean, the Hound, Grey Worm, like they mm-hmm. all had their moment where they were falling to pieces. Jamie Lannister was one of the only ones who didn't seem to be losing his cool throughout that battle. He he kept a pretty clear head, I would say, until he, he was until, just slashing. Yeah, until they were until he was ultimately exhausted, and then they rose from the dead, and he, you know, he was like, "What the fuck?" Yeah, I, I I'm so tired. Yeah, <laughs> um, he survived though. Yeah, um, Red Woman at the last second, she does the lighting again. Just you know, this is Hitchcock stuff. You know, we're getting I thought the... that was that was fun because I was the... nervous as hell. Right, we get the last second lighting. She's chanting in terror, and then you see the fire in her eyes reflected. Um, you know, no complaints here. No, uh, no, it's drama. Love We're down. Well, now we go right to the crypt. You always hear a baby crying as soon as they start the crimps, a crypt scene. Um, it's like a bus in the last episode of Mash, isn't it? <laughs> do you what? do you ever see Mash? Yeah, I don't, don't know. you remember they're trying to keep the baby quiet? No. Oh, fuck it. I'll erase yeah. this whole section. <laughs> Please useless. do. Please do. <laughs> mash. A mash callback while we're talking about Game of Thrones. <laughs> Maybe I'll leave it in. I wonder how Klinger would have done in this battle. <laughs> what do you... What do you... Don't, you don't you remember when Radar uh, dropped his... Uh, dropped the microphone <laughs> as he was rushing in all nervously? When uh, when are our social, social justice warriors going to take Klinger down? This guy pranced, pranced around in dresses trying to get out of the war. I mean, a little yeah, demeaning, yeah. huh? It is, right? <laughs> you know, that was his means of getting out of battle. 
As soon as you know what this is, this is an easy prediction. As soon as Jamie Farr is on his duet, his deathbed, there's going to be, you know, we're going to tear him right down. Yeah, Are someone's she- going to say, "Wait, what the fuck was he in again?" Oh, that's right, Mash. And then someone will remember what he did. You're right. There's a That'll Jamie. A there's movement. a Jamie Farr statue somewhere in this country that we all better visit because it's coming down. Did he sing any anthems or <laughs> any sporting he didn't, events? He didn't need to, man. But I mean, you can't, you can't be cross-dressing in jest. That is, is, is like sin number one. Is Jamie Farr still alive? I, I probably. We would have heard about his death. You would think so. Would we really though? <laughs> yeah, he was born in he was born in thirty four. How's he doing? Thirty four. He's eighty four. He's eighty four years old. Uh, God bless him. He looks like he looks like um, Tony Bennett. That's what he looks like. Yeah. <laughs> Same skin tone. I mean, Same Jamie Farr to me, he's he's the chic in uh, in the Cannonball Run. That's my favorite uh, role. Yes, he was in Cannonball Run, Cannonball Run Two. He was in Scrooge. Yeah. Did you know that? Yeah, well, I don't forgive him for his cross-dressing. It's a, a re- reprehensible. I'll tell you what, <laughs> he had a really bleak run. He was in Blackboard Jungle in '55, and then he had a really long break until '81 when he got into the Cannonball Run. So I'm not sure what he was doing for those 26 years. <laughs> We'll figure this out. We'll maybe... This is—it's really been thrilling for our listeners. <laughs> Let, let's let's get back to Game of Thrones. I, I will that. delete every ounce of this. This was only for you and I. Come on, there's some 46-year-olds out there who want to hear this. Math. Um, yeah. <clears throat> okay. So, so anyway, the baby crying in the crypt. Baby crying in the crypt. Tyrion wants to bring fresh eyes up there. You know, he was the hero Blackwater, and then Sansa tells him, "You'll die. You die. None of us can do anything." The We're most, all useless. Right. The most heroic thing we can do is look truth in the face. Um, I like that line. Yeah. You were the best of them, her, meaning her husbands. And then uh, she gives a little dig to the Dragon Queen. Wait and, a minute. What? Wait a minute. What, so is that really high praise? So who, who was who was second runner-up? Was it Ramsey Bolton, the, the husband <laughs> who raped her repeatedly? Yeah, they're high. They're having a moment, man. They're bond- they're bonding. They're, he was. I'm just, you know, I'm just saying. <laughs> I don't know how much high praise that is. Right. They're having some. They're still having some fun down there. They, know. they had great moments. They had great moments. Yeah. Episode. You know, I mean, in, Tyrion was always honorable with her. Yeah, he was great. Um, Melisandre, Missandei, whatever the fuck. Oh my Two god! You know, Jesus What's Christ! Her? This is like you and uh, NFL players. It's <laughs> Melisandre. And, and who's well? Who's Miss? Who's Who's Masandi? Give me a break. Yes. Masandi sticks up for her queen and like, yeah, you would have these problems without the queen's help. And, you know. Yeah, she had to get her little barb in there. I got it, though. Yeah, She's right. They, and listen. They did need Danny. And and these, you know, these storylines are, are being started because this is why we're watching this show. Yes. I don't give human a human drama. I don't give a good goddamn about zombies and walkers. I want to see how Danny reacts with Sansa and, you know, as they're preparing for the the human battle. I mean, the only the only value to me in this storyline with the Night King was it was, you know, a battle of life against death, which is meaningful. I like that. Mm-hmm. I thought that was good. And and not only that, it looked like they were losing the fucking thing. 
yeah. for about 75 80% of the battle. Oh sure. Um so you know it was it was perilous and I thought that was good. But you're right. I mean the human drama, the Lannister storyline, that's what's really going to draw us all in. And again, even though the show is an, is an hour and a half long, they made sure to include this moment. So again, this is not just a oh we need some filler here. Oh no, <clears throat> they pick and choose these these lines wisely, right. and they did throughout the, the duration the the whole series. You know, there wasn't a wasted line, really a wasted moment on this show. You know, we can look back and you know and say when they were wheeling Bran around the woods and and Arya was everywhere. You were like, oh my god, why aren't we all getting together? But now the payoff should be great if you're enjoying yes. it. Um, we go to uh, the. That tree area, whatever it's called, the Wonderwoods. The, the, or the, the Godswood. Godswood, thanks. Um, Theon's there, and he like kind of starts apologizing to Bran, and Bran like, says, no, man, it's cool. Everything you did brought you here, brought you home. Um, then he wargs, and he flies away, and he sees the Night King um, as a raven. <clears throat> and I, yeah, I didn't get the whole point of that, I will, I will admit. I didn't understand where he was going. He, he jumped into a crow. Yeah. And then what the fuck did he see? He saw the Night King flying on a dragon. Any other intel that he gathered I don't in, th- in that that flight? I, I, I don't know if we want to skip ahead to this point right now. Um, I, okay. I guess we could. I feel I kind of feel like, well, well, yeah, we'll get to it at the end. I think what I think happened. Okay. Um, it, it's not necessary here. Um, this is when, uh, and so now the Whites make a bridge. Um and they get through the fire, and now it's just like... And the first, when I saw them kind of walking into it, I'm like, oh, it looks like they're just kind of like just stupid dead things being suicidal. And then you realize, oh, shit. It's another oh, shit moment. Like, oh, the fire's going out. Now we're fucked. Yeah, um, and they did it really easily. Like, mm-hmm. it wasn't a problem for them to come up with a solution to the issue. Yes. Um, John sees and I King on a dragon... Uh, now they're defending the wall. It's getting overtaken. Total chaos. Hard to see. Brienne saved Jamie. Jamie saved Brienne. Um, now the whites are on the grounds. Uh, they're dying on those um, those kind of D-Day battlement things. At least some of the whites with the dragon glass. Yeah. Um, you know, so there's they're not completely overrunning them. Like some of this stuff is working, but there's so many of them. Um, now, have we seen Arya just kick ass for the, at least her first 30 seconds of battle? She didn't get to fight all that much, but she made good use of that weapon. Yes, it's right here. So we see the Hound kind of losing it or like, you know, having his moment, his Grey Worm moment. And this was Arya killing like everybody using this weapon. She's like a champ. You know, I wrote down this was her moment or I thought at the time that this was her moment and or maybe her final moment and or one of them you know this was her hero moment i mean now little... can we talk about the complaints about aria no not yet not yet okay and we got a we got a special request and a shout out um well this later. whole episode is dedicated to mike Barr. <laughs> L- listener mike Barr. <laughs> it's dedicated to mike is it a is it a is it like a long distance dedication? Is it a workforce block? I'll never <laughs> this mark. isn't a what? fucking Casey Kasem moment, okay? So it's it's workforce it's a, block. <laughs> is it a word? You know, I think John. Uh, Jesus Christ, that's a ninety-three-three WMMR 
callback, if I'm correct. I'm going to dedicate this workforce block of the Hooters to Mike Barr from South Philly. I used to love those fucking workforce blocks. Oh, they were great. I loved them. They were amazing. <laughs> Double Shot Tuesday and Workforce Blocks were the only times, you, you know, you could – was yeah, that was good stuff. This is a Workforce Block with uh, Big Head Todd and the Monsters <laughs> here on uh... – <laughs> So anyway, yeah, Mike – John DeBello playing I Don't Want to Work, I Just Want to Bang on the Drum All Day. Yeah. That was always one of my favorites. How about a little Robert Hazard and the Heroes? Remember that guy? Shit. I remember the name. I can't remember any songs. The uh, Escalator of Life. You're riding on the Escalator of That's Life. That's right, You're man. You're shopping in the human mall. Uh, yes. <laughs> we, are, we are Philly, South Jersey through and through, baby. Yeah, well, you brought up the Hooters, right? I mean, they were Philly. Yeah. Does so, yeah. anybody even know the Hooters outside of Philadelphia? Well, well, their songs, they had two, like, at least top ten hits. Um, Day by Day and... And the other Are you one. zombies? No, that may have that may have charted too, but there was the other one. Um, and we danced, and we danced. Oh yeah, I remember that song. Okay. Um. <coughs> all right. So workforce block. Got it. Yeah. Michael special Barr, dedication. We'll, yeah, yeah. To Michael Barr. We'll get in the mic by him a little bit later on. <laughs> get Absolutely. ready. Absolutely. He's got his own segment. But we uh, we're warning you now. Um. <laughs> so. Um. So yeah, I thought I thought this was Ari's moment. I thought maybe this was going to be her final like you know hero moment. Um, yeah. And, but Beric Beric snaps the hound out of it, and he says, you know, hound says we can't beat the dead, and he's like, tell her that. Again, if we were paying attention, it's foreshadowing. We should have realized, you know, she doesn't. She's going to kill the dead, but um, yeah. <clears throat> Now we have the giant comes in and he swats Liana to the ground. Um, she's, you know, then he, he crushes her. Now this is yeah, I like how she stuck that sword in the, in his eye. I loved it. This is a moment. This is fan service. I don't care. It was fucking awesome. We all love her. There isn't anyone anywhere in the world that is against this girl. And yeah, she's like 11 or 12. So she is a girl. Um, yes, she is is awesome she has such big heart and um you know this this world this world is obsessed with legacies and you know they tell these tales they have that the book of knights and you know i almost felt bad for brienne like only like eight people know she was knighted but you know eventually her story will be told and that's important for these characters in this world and you know liana has a story now and yeah, a, and if and you a good care one. about the story and these characters, then then these are all they all mean something. You know, it should be important to you that this Liana Mormont didn't just get slashed, you know, in the throat by some stupid white. You know, she actually she took out that giant that probably would have taken out about seventy five to a hundred. Yeah, you know, uh, uh, of the of the Westeros uh, fighters. I mean, that's what was about to happen. Yeah. She she annihilated. You know, probably their biggest threat besides that dragon in that moment. Mm-hmm. That yeah, that giant was gonna fuck shit up, and she took no, him down. He already was. Jesus Christ, He's swinging him with that fucking club of his yeah. and just throwing him into the walls. Yeah, I didn't know what they were gonna do about him. <clears throat> um, we have um, the dragons now are hovering. John and Danny, 
and then what's the what's the 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 night king's dragon is Viserion. Yeah, Viserion. So Viserion kind of uh, you know shoots some ice fire at them. Um, but this was what another ice fire do to you. Um, I don't know. It's like is it like liquid nitrogen or something? What if it's you know at like twelve hundred degrees Celsius? Oh, I see where you're going. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, yeah. I don't know. Uh, well, I, mean, I don't know. Mike might know. Yeah, but, um, let's let's put a call into uh, what's that? The the physicist, the Mister Ty- Wizard, Mister Tyson, Eric Eric Tyson, whatever his name is. Oh, Neil deGrasse Tyson. Yeah, there you go. Neil deGrasse Tyson. <laughs> Let him explain to us what ice fire from a dragon. You know, I, I, I do have to remind everybody that's listening to this that dragons don't actually exist. Even though you're convinced <laughs> that they can, you know, create themselves out of thin air. But, you know, they, they it's not a real thing. Right. The temperature of the fire that they're breathing, it's, it's undocumented because <laughs> it doesn't fucking exist. Yeah. Uh, I hate to pull the plug on all this, but... Sorry. Sorry, uh, folks. <laughs> so, um, a beautiful moonlight scene. They're they're hovering in the moonlight, and they dive down into the clouds. Just beautiful. That was cool. Beautiful. That was amazing. Yeah. Um, now, now we get to our, you know, Jurassic Park. Now, Arya is in the library, and she's just this classic horror scene. She's using, you know, bookcases and, and, and her silence that she honed in um, whatever town that was where she was faceless. Essos. Essos. I thank think it you. was Essos. Yeah. You know, she, uh, she she can, you know, she was blinded and could fight. You know, she can be quiet. I mean, the, yes. this is. this is, She had developed all these skills. Yes. This is not just. If Sansa was doing this, you know, as smart as, smart <laughs> right. as she is. We would have we would have issues with it, but Arya doing it makes complete narrative sense. Yeah, if Sansa bit backflipped out of the the Godwood tree <laughs> and sliced the Night King in half, you know, from his skull down yeah. to his ball sack, I would have uh, said, "Well, this is bullshit." If, if yeah, if Gilly came out of the crypts and was like, "Fuck this shit," yeah, and, you know, if, uh, if Bran had been playing possum all this time and his legs really worked, and he like he like drop kicked. You know the Night King, or he did like a leg sweep. You know, he has from his chair. Ah, instead of titanium uh, fake legs, he has dragon glass fake legs, and he just kind of gets up like that. Uh, that Oscar, Oscar Pistorius, and then just like runs him over the Night King and destroys him. But, but you don't have no legs, Lieutenant Bran. <laughs> well done. Oh wow, good stuff. <laughs> Very but, good, um, very, very. Yeah, my kudos on that one. Uh, oh, thank you, thank you. Um, <laughs> yes, they they built this story already. This was seasons and seasons of character building with Arya. It, it, it none of this was unknown, and all of us suspected that she was going to be used for something great. Yes. Yes. Okay. And they paid it off. They did. They did. We're almost there. Yeah. Um. The crypt door, there's a huge bang, and now it's Beric and the Hound. And and I actually wrote down that at this point, me as a viewer, I was just freaking out. I was freaking the fuck out. Oh, hell and, yeah, man. Um, they, they're carrying Arya now, and she screamed at one point. The whites are on top of her. Um, 
And then, you know, uh, then we then Barrett kind of stops him and he's basically dying on the cross. There's some Christian imagery there. Ooh, that um, was rough. That that scene, man, they were just slashing away, stabbing the shit out of him. Yeah. And this is I think is a good callback to the, the battle Eve where the, the three of them were together. And yes, y- you know, y- even though she left him and called them old shits. I mean, there's you know, there's feeling there They've been and, through shit. Yeah. yeah. Um. It seems completely hopeless, but then they make it to the Great Hall. Um, and again, this is back to the ups and downs of each scene and just taking you on this roller coaster. <clears throat> so now, Melisandre, 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 the, the Red Witch. Um, yeah. This this is awesome. This is such a great callback. Um, you know, she when she met her years ago, you're going to shut many eyes forever. She says brown, green, and blue. And at this point... How did we not figure it out do right I, there? You know, all right. I did have a lobotomy this weekend. So <laughs> in my defense, that's why I still didn't pick up on the fact that she was going to darken blue eyes. I, you know, what? maybe I was thinking about myself. Maybe Arya's coming after me. I have blue eyes. I thought she was talking about Gendry. <laughs> yeah, right. Gendry's, you yeah. know, ocean blue eyes. You fucked three, you fucked three chicks? Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I actually wrote in my in my notes hello with like five question marks like an underlined yeah. blue like how did but again they were trying to tell us all episode right but you know in our defense we're so enthralled with the story and we're so on edge and we don't know what the fuck is happening that you know yeah, that they distracted you yeah it was perfect it was great I'll say it one more time great storytelling Yes, that's perfect storytelling, right? Yes. They they put it in there, they planted the seeds, and you don't realize it. And then at the end, you realize it. It's like the sixth sense, right? Exactly. The ending, all of a sudden, everything becomes clear, and that's what they did. But go on. Yes. Um, and and actually, I'm sorry. This was the awesome callback. Um, what do we say to the god of death? Not today. For to that um yes, that that dandy from season one or uh, whoever that guy was <laughs> who was the dandy in season one uh, that guy who was was it sir loris <laughs> oh, no no he was a deviant that guy no this was just oh. like a you know just like a just a dandy guy teaching her how to how to fight and oh oh Remember yes him? um sirio pharrell sirio bravo that's right yes so it was awesome yeah and you know we was... dandy dandy's usually used for uh <laughs> You know, guys that are prancing around and stuff, isn't it? All right. Well, I I go back and rewatch those scenes. I, I think a dandy wears like a bow tie and a vest and, you know, a, a nice pants on Easter Sunday. That's a dandy. Mr. Peanut would be a dandy. <laughs> Mr. Peanut, I guess, would be a dandy, yeah. You have a monocle in there usually. Yeah. Um, but anyway. So we assume he got killed by Aaron Trant. Remember that guy? That Arya killed when he was in the brothel, beating up the, the girls. I, I do remember. I, you're close with that name. That, that sounds, That's close so enough. So that, yeah. that dude was the one who came there that day and we assume killed the dandy. And, yeah. But he let Arya escape. Um, but I, I think there's, you know, we're holding out hope. Oh, Merrin, Merrin Trant. Merrin Trant. You, you got it. Yeah. Right. Did I say Merrin? Oh, good for me. You said Aaron. You're oh, close. Okay. Um, I think that was, you know, again, maybe we it, it ultimately have to rank the awesome call bo- callbacks or fan service, but that was awesome. 
What it was we, great. What do we say to the guy today? Not today. Love it. Yeah. They just were delivering on all these moments that they, it's, I love it when you can bring stuff back from season one or season two, you know, and, and use it in, in one of the final episodes of the series and, and have it mean something. I mean, what a great fucking callback. And, and that's, you know, so many people miss that, I'm sure. Yeah. And we know, we know Benioff and Weiss love the book. I mean, that's why it got made at HBO because Martin, you know, they truly liked it, you know, and they, they did all this with this in mind. Now, maybe, of course, not exactly this final season. They didn't have every beat figured out, but this stuff knew it had to have an answer or it had to have losing moment. Yeah. Yeah. You had to pay it off at some point. Right. Um. Now we see now we see the Night King on Viserys. Now he's fucking burning down the wall, and this is another oh shit! Like this is just unstoppable. Um, then there's yeah. a there's a midair dragon fight. Uh, there's you know it, then they're trying. He's about to throw a javelin, and you're like oh no, the fucking javelin. Then the Night King just falls. He falls off the dragon. He's down, and then John falls off Rhaegal. Um And then it's uh, this is something I missed, but they. I guess when the dragons were fighting, that's where that ice dragon kind of got bit in the neck, and that affected how he was breathing fire after that, which I didn't Yeah, pick, it was I, weird. He was, like, burping fire. Practically. Yeah. It was I weird. didn't necessarily pick up on that um, either time, but... Um, cool effect. Yes. And now it's just... It's carnage at Winterfell. Just, just fucking carnage. Um, and then you have... The music swelling and the Dracarys moment from Danny, and you know it would have been great. <laughs> it would only it would have been, and you knew you realize eh, we're only an hour into the show. I don't think this is the end. Um, and <laughs> I love how she got the little smile, like, "Oh, this is just too easy." Yeah, he gave her a little, uh, a little Mona Lisa, like, "Fuck you, really?" Like, yeah. And, you know, and, and, and Brand said this last week, like, how do we know Dragonfire will kill him? So, you know, it was set up. Yep. Uh, um, then he throws a javelin, another like, oh, God, and he missed. Um, now now John is chasing him. He's running after him. And, and then I wrote, holy shit, he's raising his arms. And then, you're, no, it's Ed, it's Liana. They're all, like, waking up and... Yeah, when, it's horrible. When he hears John running, he like turns and he is like ice neck, like cracks as he looks around, and it's really it's just like terrifying, and it's like chilling. Yeah, they all and rise. John was so far away from him too. I oh. thought he was a lot closer. He was like a good fifty yards away. <laughs> he still had a lot of ground to cover. He was. We know he has little legs. I mean, he's like five one and. <laughs> They're always making fun of his height. I, I know, it's so it's funny, sick. man. <laughs> so um, they all rise and they just look at John and it's like, oh my God. Then they go to Jamie in the castle and that's the moment I was referring to earlier when, when he sees them all rise up and he's like, holy shit. Yeah, like um, what the fuck do I have to do here? Um, you get a sw- I, love ja- I love Jamie Lannister, by the way, man. Yeah. I, I just, he, I love his character arc. Because I did, you know, I hated him in the beginning, and he just really came around for me. And you didn't get a, all that much out of him this episode, but what I saw, I, I liked, and I'm glad he's going to be around for these final three episodes. Yes, 
uh, our favorite gal at the ringer even mentioned about even Theon, like that this show, what an, this, what an achievement for this show to make us care about Theon at the end. Like, yeah. and Jamie, like just, it's, it's, it's amazing. I guess you can credit George R. R. Martin with this stuff. Um, ultimately. Yeah, I think so. Um, but yeah, the fact that that character could be redeemed. Now he went through hell and back, um, with with Ramsey Bolton. But after yeah. the shit that he did, but you were and that was another storyline where you're like, oh, like it felt like filler. Like, all right, get me, get me out of this. But yeah, that dragged on a lot. Uh, you're right about that. It was just disgusting too. But but it's it part, all it's the journey. It's part of it. Yeah. And well, he deserved some sort of treatment like that. I don't know about to that extreme, uh, that extremity. Yeah, um, but he deserves something. <clears throat> um, there's a smoke cloud, and the the javelin guys come walking through, and then, then you hear the baby cry. We're in the crypt. You hear the baby cry again, and then the whites. I thought I wrote down entering the crypts. I didn't realize they were coming out of the crypts. Like they. Yeah, sh- it was the the those that were buried. Yeah, in the they, crypts. I think they should have done a better job of that. I just thought they were coming through the walls. Yeah, it, you're right. Um, they didn't really spell that out for you. But that's and, what was going on. And I think this is why I have faith in these guys too because, you know, last week you could say it was ham-handed in the way they everyone said the crypts are safe, the crypts are safe, everyone should be in the crypts. So we were expecting just a, a, a disaster zone in the crypts, and it really wasn't. So no. and that's yeah, it took a while. And that's why I'm I'm looking forward to what the real ending of this show. I know they're gonna get us. You know, we're we're a couple of relatively intelligent guys and we're gonna be, you know, completely fucked by what happens. I know it. I think so. I mean like I said, I can't really see what the hell's gonna happen. I will say this, um, if I had been helping to plan this siege and I was sticking all those people down in, in the crypts, and one of them was Tyrion, and the other one was Sansa, I probably would have put somebody down there with a fucking sword. Yeah. Like, just one guard, you know? So that that was dumb to me, that they didn't do that. But, you know, then there wouldn't have been as much drama. Um, yeah. Because that, that, that swordsman would have just been, you know, icing all the whites. Just, that was a good scene, though. Yeah, they should have they should have like dug, dug bigger trenches or maybe had more... more dragon glass javelins themselves or you know whatever yeah um so now we got theon in the godswood and 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 you know he's shooting arrows and then it cuts to john is is fighting the whites and then uh danny is 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 on drogon and she's lighting them up and saves him so you're getting your little like hero savior moment where we figure john's going down and then danny kind of saves him and then he sees her and he says, Bran, go. And like, you know, they, you know, they have to get into their plan now. Um, yeah. Drogon gets tackled here and then he flies off and he's kind of doing a little dog shake to get all these whites off of him. And um, he does. But now Danny falls to the ground. And so now, you know, she saved John in the nick of time. And now Jorah saves her in the nick of time. Um, again, yes, you could complain that. They both should have died at these points. But uh-huh. Jorah... That's not the fucking story that anybody wants to see. No. Um, uh, Jorah needs his hero moment. He deserves it. And he deserves to die for her. That's what he... You know, that was his... The end of his life's goal, really. I 
absolutely. He dedicated, I mean, from what we've seen, he dedicated his entire later adult life to serving her. He, he just disregarded the fact that he was in love with her. He just served her knowing that she yes. was with all these other dudes. She's in love with another dude now. All he did was, you know, commit actions to defend her, to put her in the throne. You know, why shouldn't he have that hero moment? Why not? No, of course. Who cares about, oh, it's, you know, that last second rescue. Great. That's what I love about movies or shows sometimes. Yeah. Like, I like to see that happen. Right. And it's, 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 you know, it's probably fucked out or contrived or, you know, we've seen it before, but, you know, and, and, and although you're kind of hoping and expecting for that last minute save, you know, it's not out of the realm of possibilities in a completely fictional world. No, it's not. And, and I don't know, why wouldn't Jorah have had his eyes on Danny the moment that she was in the area? Oh, yeah. Like he probably was tracking her as he's as he's battling, he's tracking her also to make sure that she's okay. She was always his number one priority. It made perfect sense to me. Yeah, and he's probably maybe hoping he's going to, you know, she'll throw him a piece. <laughs> well, right? you know, she maybe she would have, but not now. Now, I, I did like to see her, uh, you know, she she picked up a sword and started doing some some battling herself. Yes. I liked it. We're getting there. Pretty that cool. Was, yeah, that was good stuff. Good, you know, good work on her part. I mean... It was all hands on deck, man. And it's, and that's why the tragedy of when she won't accept John's true lineage, where she had her moments. You know, she's fighting for John and Winterfell. Um, I mean, yeah. she, I mean, it's out of desperation, but she's still doing it. And well, who's to say that she's not going to? We're assuming that we know what's going to happen. Yeah, yeah, we are. But I think, you know, the Masandi moment and just the Sansa Danny moment from last week. I mean, they're yeah. You know the bricks are being laid here. Um, yeah, John. John passes Sam. Sam's on his back, and John's like, oh, I can't save this fucking guy again. And then, you know, Grey Worm we see is getting overwhelmed. Brienne, the whites are falling through the fucking ceiling. Uh, My God, the that was insane. Or like, you know, um, then then Theon for some reason runs out of fire, and now he's he's beating them with his 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 bow. Um, he was stabbing them with it. Yeah. Stabbing him. I mean, he's fighting his, his dick off. Here. Oh, well, <laughs> that, I didn't, I didn't, that already happened. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't even plan that. That was, but, uh, that was perfect. Well done. Thanks. Well, um, Danny, this is yeah, so now Danny picks up a weapon. You know, she has to fight. The Crips are just a disaster. Uh, Sansa yes, and that Tyrion was mass fucking fighting. chaos. And that's the other part where you had the you had the battle moments. You had the horror moments. And you had the quiet moments with the Red Witch and Arya. You have the moments in the crypts. And then you have this moment with Sansa and Tyrion and the history of their characters together. And he kisses her hand. And it's a fucking moment, man. It's just, yes, it's it just was. a beautiful show. Well, it's, uh, hey, I think we're about to die. I mean, he didn't yeah. even have a weapon, uh, if I'm remembering correctly. And, and it was like, yeah, it was like that moment of, like, we're jumping off the cliff together and, you know, maybe we'll, we'll you know, we'll land in the water or something. Like, they were ready to head out there, and who knows what was going to happen. If he hadn't drank all that fucking wine, he might have had a half-full flask. He could have, you know, slugged a couple of these things over the head, knocked a couple of their noses off their face. I don't know, something. He had zero weapons. She had that dagger. Yes. Um... But anyway, yeah, a, a amazing moment. All right. One of many. 
I'm going to – so now I'm just going to read my, the last, my last note straight through. And basically every kind of, every kind of part of the sentence is, is where an edit point, okay? So yeah. it starts quiet. There's no soundtrack. Then you have the slow piano music and you know now shit's going to go down. Um, John is dodging blue fire. Jorah is wounded. Tyrion gets near Varys after he and Sansa leave. John is continuing through on everywhere. Uh, Theon is getting, you know, he's still fighting. The Night King is starting his slow march. Jamie, Brienne, Pod are getting overwhelmed. The Night King, they cut back to him. They cut back to Theon still fighting. The piano is picking up the pace. Then they cut to, you see, Bran. Uh, Bran, Bran is back. He, he's unwarged himself. Uh, the Night King then kind of stops in his tracks. And now this is where, you know, uh, uh, Bran says to Theon, you know, you're a good man. Thank you. Um, he gets his redemption. Um, you know, it really yes, this great moment. Really, yeah. We didn't care about this guy, but this resonated as deep as any TV moment ever. Um, yeah, I felt awful when he died. I really did. Yeah. I felt I felt bad for him. Right. But, you know, he was redeemed. So I think that was a good moment. Yeah, he had no shot there. But um, no. Theon charges as he's charging the cam. The camera is like reverse zooming away from Bran. So it's as if the camera is Theon going away from Bran. So all you yeah. see is Bran in a wheelchair just by himself. And now it's like now it's getting desperate. Uh, Bran in that wheelchair. He's fucked. Uh, the Night King easily breaks Theon's staff and pierces him with it. We cut back to John dodging more whites and every other fucking thing. Theon is dead. The Night King starts his slow you know, villain walk. Um, Jor gets pierced in the arm. He's still defending Danny. Um, he uses that sword, whatever its name is, to to like as a crutch to make himself stand up for one heart's pain. Heart's pain for one final time, using that sword to to stand as a as a you know a hero in the battlefield. Um, the Night King, you see, now you just see his hand, his right hand as he's walking towards Bran. Um, the music is swelling. It's closing in on the wheelchair. Now he's next to Bran. They lock eyes. There's no expression by either of them. And the Night King just kind of tilts his head. Then you see John is approaching Viserion. Uh, back to the Night King, slowly reaching for his sword on his back. And now we have Arya jumping in. Drops the dagger. The dagger that Littlefinger planted to try to kill Bran back in season one. That Bran yes. gets back and, and, and gives to Arya. That Arya uses when she's sparring with Brienne. And this is the move she made. And after that, she pierces him. And the awful, masterful. Yeah. You know what's funny? I watched uh, on Instagram... Um, there's this t tattoo place in South Jersey, uh, Maureen and I both got a tattoo there last year and this guy, he, the, the guy that runs the studio, he posted this video of somewhere in, in South Jersey. There was this whole crowd of people at a bar watching the episode last night. That was South Jersey? Um, on, I'm almost positive. Um, and it was on a giant screen. Yeah. And did you see that? I saw it. Everyone was just going fucking batshit crazy when Arya yeah. <laughs> stabbed the Night King. And that was amazing. I saw it where it looked like everyone was in a bar, but there was about the dozen of TV screens all staggered and people looked like they were standing. 
my first thought was who in the right mind would want to watch the show like this but i mean i guess i guess it was kind of cool on some level but yeah that i think if i was in college i i would have done that i would have gone to do that now that i'm fucking 46 i want to watch it in the comfort of my own home in silence yeah i mean i don't know it's not the final four it's it's i don't know i i I need to be in my home base for everything now. Yeah, you're right. This We're is old. a fucking world of. This is a world event. This this show, it really is. I yeah. mean, over a hundred million watching this thing. I mean, what would it it's take? Pretty, for, what would it take? Big. What would it take for you to leave your house on finale night and watch it? Some watch it in the public. Oh, go to uh, P, go private, to PJs. Private screening with Sophie Turner, maybe. Oh, okay. Yeah, <laughs> maybe. All right, I'll give you that. Um, there you go. There was there was a little moment. Uh, but yeah, it was, it was the good thing about those videos was you see, so Arya jumps, we're all excited. He grabs her by the throat, we're all like, oh no. And then you see the sword dropping. I mean, it was great timing there with a couple of seconds as it's dropping, uh, where now you thought, because oh, even at the end, we, we still think the Night King is going to win, right? I mean, we're still like, this is the most powerful thing ever. So it's not yeah. a, it's not out of the realm of possibilities that he will win this. I mean, I didn't think it was going to happen. Um, I was shocked. But it was hard to see any way out of it at that point in time. Yes, it was a classic, you know, a classic movie telling. Uh, you know, the slow the the slow villain walk and and yes. like, you know, if I'm a villain, I want to get this over with as quick as I can. And and you know, <laughs> I know they always take their time, but. Listen, it's just it's classic. It's just classic storytelling, classic filmmaking. Um, well, I mean, if it, if they wanted to go really cliche, the Night King would have sat down and explained to Bran <laughs> everything he was going to do to him before he actually did it. Right. And I I would have got away with it without your pesky family or something. <laughs> right. Um, um, the one, yeah, Arya out of the darkness and the shadows, now, just I, fucking crazy. I missed this in my little in. So the Night King is slowly reaching for his sword. As he starts reaching for his sword, it's a shot. It's an overhead shot. You see his javelin guys. You see one of their long hair. You see it kind of like flutter. Like it was. Yeah. And that was, for me, that was like the the wind of Arya flying past them. And they're, they're a second too late if they could have even saved their Night King. Oh yeah, they were they were out of it. She's too fast. Yeah, um, ninja, ninja like. Yeah, um, and again, she's been training this whole series. She is an assassin, and she did it. And Ari and Bran are sitting there. There's really no reactions. Um, there's no final words for Jorah. You know, he should have. You know, I maybe what does he say? Like, Danny, come on, how about a handy? Just as I'm <laughs> as I'm going out here, I love you. Um, uh, I don't know how that would feel as you're dying on a <laughs> battlefield. I'm not sure if you would care all that much. Let me let me ask you this yeah. about Arya. Okay. So, um, I mean, we we both agree, you know, on her status in the show. Now, knowing what happened with the Viper and how he he lost to the Mountain, would you say that uh, from what we've seen of Arya, are we supposed to understand that she's a better fighter than the Viper was? He, yeah, I think. I mean. Well, I mean, I don't know. If she has to be better. But not, she, but not as strong. She's, but she's quicker. She, you know, right. That's going to be her advantage too. And I, you know, and you know, all the other kind of um, uh, what would you call it? Like um, 
the other aspects of her fighting that she knows that no one, you know, there's, you know, how many faceless men are there? You know, five, yeah. three. So she's one of them. Yeah. So there, that's one thing she's always going to have over somebody, you know, those techniques. Yeah. So in theory, she could, she could take out, she could take out the mountain herself because the, because the Viper did, he just, she wouldn't do the same stupid shit that he did. Yeah. You know, gloating, but it, it, instead of just, you know, cutting off his head. Um, right. I was thinking about that last night. I was like, uh, I feel like Arya could beat just about anybody in this universe. She could, she could take them out. Mm-hmm. Besides yeah. a dragon. And I, you know, I, I haven't looked at the odds yet. I don't know if she's any closer. I, I still don't think she's like the ruler. I mean, that's not what she's meant to be. But, no. um, but this, you know, I'm completely satisfied with her story. This, this is it's just beautiful. Um, I mean, so this is where, you know, we don't have to keep mentioning our friend by name, but this is where it gets a little dicey on his part. So, well, hold on. I'm sorry. One last, two more, two last things. So Drogon is kind of mourning with Danny as they're like, kind of like covering a Jorah. That was a nice mo- little moment there. Oh, that was, that was amazing visual. Yeah. Um, uh, Melisandre. Yeah, she was sobbing. Yeah. Um, Melisandre walks out through the dead. Davos kind of follows her. She takes off her necklace and then she dies. And um, I have to say, probably one of the best naked bodies on that show was was hers. <laughs> yeah, she was pretty nice. She was one of the hottest uh, chicks on the show. Um, Stannis got a piece of her. Oh yeah, Stannis. Rest in peace. Um, yeah, good for him. So, all right. So this is where, you know, where uh, uh, Sepinwall, you know, our, our long distance dedication, this is where they, you know, where, it, hold, on, hold on, let me read this. Um, he asked for it because he's like, you guys, you know, you can shout me out on your podcast. And I'm like, all right. Um, we're talking about Mike. Yeah, we're talking about Mike. So not Sepinwall. Sepinwall didn't ask to be called out on our podcast. He should be. Uh, he's got a bad take, too. So remember when Game of Thrones wasn't corny, what artists create, corporations destroy and ugh. And I just was like, yeah, I don't I don't know, man. This is minutes after this is like 1023. This is like it's like the second the show fucking ended. And yeah, what does he have molasses running through his fucking veins? (laughs) Like, how was he not, you know, on the edge of his seat? just enjoying every second of that episode now i was texting him today and he he did he did say he was drunk or he was he, he calmed down he drank some wine and he was like you know he was getting you know he was getting aggravated at the battle scenes they were hard to see he was getting aggravated at the the, the hail marys that were saving all the characters he uh-huh. was you know he was expecting more deaths and you know we all were but i don't i didn't need any more deaths than what i got last night no i didn't why I, I asked I, this isn't where I, Sopranos where every episode I need to see somebody get whacked. No. I, okay. There's, you know, there's this idea of he's really like he he didn't think the Night King should have been dead should have been killed so easily and he certainly didn't think she, he should have been killed by Arya which he was way off it, here. Um, yeah, he was. That was a just a horrible take. Again, I don't, I don't give a fuck about the Night King. It was you. I mean, Seppenwald called the Night King a distraction. All right, maybe it was, but it was a distraction and it was dealt with. Uh, you know, the the human elements are way more interesting. The the brothers and sisters and and where we're going to end up, um, it's not even close for me. I mean, the Night King, 
I think I, oh, I said this last week for sure. I thought he was going to, you know, fuck them all up, but eventually lose. And I think I said this even when season seven ended that I thought, yeah, they'll take care of the Night King first and then the humans will end it. At least that's what I wanted. That made the most sense to me. Like the Night King, yeah, you know, he was always there. He was always coming. But it doesn't mean, it doesn't mean he can't be beaten or shouldn't be beaten. Right. Why Why is, is Mike looking at it with this singular point of view, this scene where Arya stabbed him? There was a contribution from half of the Stark family. You know, it took John, you know, commandeering this dragon, you know, all over the place for an hour or two throughout this battle. Um, Bran and warging and doing all his bullshit, you know, Theon defending him. Like, there was a lot at stake there, a lot at play, rather, to make that all come together. Um, you know, and that's how they built the end of the Night King's arc. Yes. And yes, he it was prophesied that he was going to be beaten, and that's what happened. And she was the one to do it, and she was meant to. I think that that's yeah. that whole faceless god and and you know that that's that's the religion that she was a part of, I guess, and she was chosen to do that, to fulfill that that mission. That's what I think. That that why why was it unbelievable? That religion gives her an edge versus the versus death. Um, yes, she said. You know, I've seen many, you know, the many faces of death, and I look forward to seeing this yes, next one. Yes, when 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 Bran was when, back to Bran, what I thought he did when he warged away, I think I think he was basically, you know, he had seen a version of this happening, this this future, and realized, all right, he just needs to be kind of calm, let the Night King come, you know, maybe maybe we'll find out that he knew Arya would be the one, or maybe he just knew he had to give her that dagger. So she could be the one or something along those lines. That would, that to me is Brand's purpose. And that's – I'm fine with that. Yeah, I, I agree. Yeah, but Brand, well, he I, didn't I, get one, uh, ruffled by anything. His blanket never never had a crease in it uh, on his lap. No. I, um, I, you know, I think – and the thing too of, of getting excited or, or getting like why did the Night King die so easily – Number one, we are eight seasons into this fucking show. We've we've been all around Westeros and back and, you know, the, the Green Sea or whatever the fuck. We've been everywhere. It's been a long story. Here's the other thing. When when someone's writing a story or making a movie or you're getting you're getting the best parts of the story. You're, we're not watching Star Wars is not going to be about Luke you know, you know, tending to the generators and just kind of walking around the farm. It's right. Star Wars starts when that ship lands on Tatooine. You know, Pulp, Pulp Fiction is not is not Vincent Vega walking around Amsterdam with a glass of beer and, you know, mayonnaise packets in his pockets and his, his French fries. <laughs> that's that's not the Pulp Fiction I want to see. I want to see the no. Pulp Fiction that I saw. The, we're watching TV. We're not, you know. We're not watching a show. It's not Curb Your Enthusiasm. We're just the day-to-day whatever. This is why we're watching anything. This is this is not – maybe it's maybe it seems contrived or maybe it's just too, you know, all too neatly tied up in a bow. But again, there's been enough tracks laid to get us here. You know, this is the story. Well, what was contrived about Arya anyway? Nothing. She's been built up as an assassin. Yes, she's an assassin. Oh my God, he even she's an important part of this family. God, he called her a little girl at one point. He must have been really drunk. I don't want to kill him here, but he, 
you know, I mean, I, I don't think... look. We've Mike. We've all had horrible, awful takes <laughs> in our lives. This this one was one of yours. It's okay. You're forgiven. Yeah, look, you're Mike. You're a dear, dear friend. I love you. He's a you know he's he's great hockey dad. For right. What it sounds. He like. is. He's a, he's he's been a my hockey manager on every team that our kids have been on together. It's like every other year we're on the same team. He does a great job of, you know, you get a you get a league schedule. And you can't do anything about those. And then the manager fills in with games. So he makes sure that once the NFL starts, he doesn't fuck us with one o'clock games on Sundays. You know, he's very good about that. And that's just scheduling extra games. Uh, He's got to stay off the sauce on Sunday nights. (laughs) I I was texting him today. I'm like, I mean, I said, Mike, did you want everyone to die tonight? Like, what what did you want out of this? (laughs) Just just sit back. Enjoy the ride. It's fun. (laughs) um so i don't know i mean that that was that it was uh just you know i'll say it again just the reason why i watch tv i loved it it was great um yeah just just a perfect hour and a half um yes it it was i loved it amazing episode yes mike's takes were awful um steppenwall's takes awful awful he was behind – at I, least Seppenwall was like down with Arya, but he was like, yeah, why would we bother with the Night King? Because we did, Alan. Because it's a fucking story. That's why. And you know, our heroes, right. our heroes, our prophecies are all being fulfilled by the, the, the Red Witch and the whatever and then the Valonqar. This is why. These are the prophecies. And, and you know, and, and you know, John, John killing the Night King would have been stupid. Like that would have been too – too dopey in my mind now, even though I thought it was, that, even though I thought that John was going to kill the Night King, up until the second he didn't kill the Night King. But yeah, I mean, I think if you had after you had taken a poll around the world, most people would have said, I think John's going to end him. Yeah, John and him always had a little like, uh, you know, they all had they were vibing most of the time. They saw each other, you know. So yeah, you thought it was coming to that, but like I, but now in retrospect, yeah, that would have been silly. At this point, if John had had defeated him, yeah, I I, I don't know what to say to the naysayers. I'm not. I don't want to keep bringing no. up Mike. No. Do you? Um... But I, I feel I my my thoughts earlier were I just feel bad for people, and it's probably along the lines of this person who responded to Seppelwall on Twitter. I feel bad for people who can't just sit back and enjoy it, enjoy the ride. And, you know, nitpicking and like I, I like I was texting you earlier, I don't I don't need to break down the battle scenes and worry about the logistics of where fucking Grey Worm and the Unsullied were lined up like I, I don't need it. They're trying to get me to the end of the episode. And as long as they do it in a semi reasonable fashion, I'm fine with it. Right. You know, if all of a sudden Arya develops the, the power of flying then I would have an issue with it, <laughs> you know, or if she could turn invisible and then appear in the God's wood right behind the night King and stab him. Yes. I would say, well, that's bullshit, but they established everything already. Everything. They, they had our stomach in knots. If they had heart monitors on us, they would have been off the charts. If you would have, if they would have paused it at any time and said, are they going to get out of this? I would have been like, no, I don't really don't think they are now. And no, so they, they did, they, they did the job. For me, to perfection. Yeah, I had no idea how they were going to get out of this one alive. All the way up till that final 
three minutes or whatever point it was where the Night King finally perished. And maybe, uh, yeah, and maybe, although Bran never really gave out like a, a strategy or he just kind of said this never happened or this has never been done or, you know, maybe on some level too, he's not sure it's going to end the way it did. But he's just kind of keeping the pieces in place. Um, or maybe maybe the Night King stuff was was hidden from him when he's, you know, flying around or something. Um, or he was so calm because he knew that Ari was hiding in a tree. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. I, I don't know. Maybe yeah. we'll find out. What's really cool about the next three episodes um, is that we we just know so little. They they have hardly shown any scenes from this back half of the season. I feel like all the previews, oh, they were. everything was, everything was all about these first three episodes. We we've seen nothing. It's all unknown besides what they just showed in the in the you know next on Game of Thrones, that I, quick forty five second montage. I'm so thankful for whatever firewall they have on the computers at HBO that the Chinese didn't hack in and. And leak and leak this stuff because, you know, even when you know uh, when I watched it for the second time last night, I watched it you know um, on on demand, so I get that inside the episode thing, and just the fact that that was ready to go like an hour later, like people knew about this. Like I'm I'm really impressed with how they kept everything quiet. Yeah, how they did how they had no leaks. I I don't even know. Not sure how they did it. Yeah, and and shout out to the pricks out there because even the pricks probably said maybe I don't want to ruin this for everybody. There had to be some prick out there that knew some spoilers and didn't do it, right? Uh, they could have destroyed this for us. Let's give some shout they, outs. They shout outs have. to the pricks. Hey, that, many thanks to the pricks. Usually every day I'm cursing them, but but in this in this case I will praise them. Yeah, they weren't so prickish. No, or they just. I don't know. HBO's HBO's passwords were one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, and nine. They didn't go to that extra number to hack in. <laughs> um, I'm trying to think if I had any other thoughts. Uh, no, I think we hit on all the notes that I kind of had written down. We addressed the fans or these nitpicking people. Um. I'm good, man. We just talked a solid 90 minutes almost. Oh, we beat, Maybe we beat with, the episode. With a, with a little bit of a mash discussion. <laughs> um, you know, that was unexpected. Jamie Farr sidebar. but The Night King looks a little bit like Klinger. He does. You know, it's funny now that you're saying that he really does. <laughs> he does. It's, I, it's, I, maybe it's Jamie Farr. I, I have to say I never thought we would have mentioned clinger tonight but i'm glad we did it it was the crying baby it gave me a call back to uh the crying baby on the bus and mash where they were trying to be quiet and the Viet Cong was uh you know marching nearby <laughs> <laughs> so the Viet Cong were in korea uh oh yeah what am i saying it's not vietnam jesus christ uh there's so many jokes i can make right now oh please don't um no, I'm not going to. So, uh, all right. Do you have any final thoughts about this episode? No, I loved it. Um, I'm, I'm still married. No divorce. I'm excited. Stay, stay with, stay with Melinda. I'm, She's a good, good woman. Yeah. 
you're not going to find somebody else who's going to deal with you for nah, another 20 years. No. Nah. I'm going to make sure that uh, I'm really nervous about my flights this week. I don't want to die before the next three weeks. Oh, I definitely want to suck. What, wouldn't it? Like, I, you know, heaven forbid. Uh, so, you know, I'm going to drive the speed limit and, you know, keep my head on a swivel. I don't want to get blindsided. I want to make sure I make it through the next three weeks. Well, if you die, my guess is in the afterlife, you can probably get a copy of the next three episodes. <laughs> and you could probably just binge them all in one shot in the afterlife. Now, it has to be better than it is here. I, now, am I in heaven or the concept I, of heaven? I don't know. I don't know. What would your heaven be? Just like uh, Netflix? Will I still be TV? annoyed in heaven by people next to me not you know, on their phones while I'm watching those three episodes? Or or people uh, next to you on the airplane with gaping, dripping wounds on oh. their leg? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure a lot of people have seen that uh, by now. Passenger shaming. Oh, man. Yes. It's disgusting. Yeah, it's too much sometimes. I I'm, I don't think I know what heaven would be for you. I certainly know what hell would be. And I have a feeling that it looks a lot like TSA headquarters. <laughs> right. Yeah, I'm technically technically in it half my life. You know what would be great? Your hell would be you have to keep going through security check. And as soon as you get through, it's like all of a sudden blink and you're back in line at your TSA pre-check. It's not worth it's not going through. No. Right. <laughs> and every time you walk through, something beeps. I'm, sh I'm stripping naked. and, and Right. You know, I, Cavity check I, the whole time. Right. And I can't say anything to them because I know it'll get worse if I just tell them that they're fucking useless and should die. Then I'll, yes. you know, then I'll be arrested on federal charges. Yeah, that's probably close. I guess that would be more like purgatory. I, I don't know. But it, it's some mix of hell and purgatory. Purgatory is going through TSA a billion and a half times. Right. If I'm lucky. That's my penance. <laughs> you go through TSA a billion times and, and 10 Hail Marys. Yes. That, that, would be, that would be the end for you. I think that would be it. Well, you never survived the afterlife. I <laughs> let's hope there is one. You know, some people I'd like to see, and uh, whether or not there is one, I I want to make sure I see the rest of this season of Game of Thrones. Yeah, say a prayer for me. My travels this week. I'm gonna make sure everything is okay. I'm gonna say a novena for you. <laughs> I'm gonna put a candle in the sink. I'm gonna say a novena. <laughs> um. All right, man. So we will be back. Um. Hopefully next Monday after episode four i would like to do it again next monday night if we can yeah and um be back with our review have a pleasant safe week good travels and i'm sure you want to have the final word so i will talk to everyone soon thanks for listening johnny cakes you do me a favor put a smile on your face it's a god of the state of mind Two guys from Jersey with attitude all the time Football kids and movies about crime It's a god instead of mine